3: This is the Team Never Quit Podcast. Podcast. So buckle up, buttercup.
4: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Team Never Quit Podcast. We have got a great guest lined Mm -hmm. up for you guys in the house, in the studio. Carrie Mills is the widow of Special Operations Chief, Stephen Matt Mills, a Navy SEAL who died in Afghanistan while serving his country. Following his death, she realized there was a desperate need within the special operations community for an educational platform regarding estate planning. Carrie decided to go all in and graduated in May of 2021 with her Juris Doctor. Carrie, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys.
4: Welcome. All right, I've got a Patreon question for you guys Before, before we get too deep in the fun stuff. If you could have an endless supply of food for the rest of your life, but could only choose one entree and one side what would it be?
3: I hate the food questions. Just,
4: I know, because there's so much good food. Fried chicken and macaroni and cheese. That's yours, huh? That was quick. Oh, All day, man. man. I do like that.
2: Is this going to me, too? It's you, yeah. too. Okay.
1: You're in right. the room. <laughs> well,
2: I mean... Oh, God. Don't go... Don't
1: dig... Start digging in going, well, no. do, do, do you gain weight or no gain weight? No, so I, can eat no. To I nice? think mashed potatoes have to
2: oh, be yes, in there for, for me. Oh, yes. For sure, for sure.
1: I was gonna say because it's normally green beans, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, and fried chicken, but mm-hmm. he said two, two, just two. I know.
2: And and I think I have to go with something. We had meatloaf last night, and Ooh. I could probably. I
3: love meatloaf. meatloaf. Is good. I love meatloaf or God. Salisbury steak. I think that you can do that all the time. You can do it all the time, all the time. You know, a little, a little gravy, little macaroni and cheese, and gravy with the mashed potatoes and the steak. I, you know, I just do you, you like a savory meatloaf or a sweet
4: kind of ketchup meat meatloaf? S-
2: savory. Yeah, all right. Wrap it in bacon. Why so oh, not? that
4: when's sounds good. Me-
3: What's the matter?
1: <laughs> I'm just hey, getting hungry. When's the last time you had meatloaf? I'm starting thinking of fried chicken. Oh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and the reason Dude.
1: I didn't say steak is because fried chicken's got the salty and the crunch, and it was oh, yeah. just a lifetime thing, right? I, I had it's something life. the other day. Because you can take I,
3: the skin I, off. This and, question comes in, because I was just had something the other day. I was like, you know, this could be an anytime, all the time meal, I feel like. What was it? Well, I guess a taco salad. Like if I had to eat something like all the all the time, everything's in that. Your face. I think I would get bored. So it's balance of nature.
1: If yeah, it's you, <laughs> you'll see me just taking them pills all the time, <laughs> I'd take them suckers all the time. What do you got? Chicken fried steak, mashed potatoes. Because chicken fried steak, like
4: same thing as chicken fried. You know, chicken fried chicken. You can peel off the skin. You you're, steak, insul- though. You're, in,
1: you're insulting yourself. Chicken fried steak is not the same as fried oh, chicken. I know, but it's chicken fried steak. It's steak and oh, no, chicken fried. I mean.
2: All right, so I'm going to I'm gonna tell you guys a story that involves Matt. Okay. So we're early on dating. He says, let's go grab some lunch. We go grab some lunch, and we go to this place on Coronado. I couldn't I couldn't tell you where it was. It's by where the cow is on the street. I don't know. Yeah, yeah but, My yeah. Moo Town? Yeah, right there. So we go in, it's this little diner, sits down to order. Which it's all
3: changed now, apparently. I, I, I was there the other day, there's all kinds of stuff.
2: Yeah, I haven't been there in years. So we sit down and he orders chicken fried steak. I'm like, okay, cool. Comes out. I said, that's the biggest piece of chicken I've ever seen in my entire life. And he looks at me, blinking his eyes, <laughs> like, the hell are you talking about? just
3: rebooted his system.
1: Yeah. And I looked at him. I'm like,
2: I've never seen a piece of chicken like that big ever. He said, It's chicken fried steak. And I said, Apparently, I'm missing something. I don't know what <laughs> that, that means. That mean? He said, This is steak, baby. It's not chicken. And I was like, Oh, all right. Oh,
3: okay. Yeah, who, so all, for all the listeners out <laughs> somebody there, somebody that whole chicken fried brilliant chicken lawyer,
1: but she is the. <laughs> She is a petite, beautiful little blonde. <laughs> yeah. Where are you from, <laughs> Carrie?
4: Why would you not understand? Yeah, yeah. Help me understand. God, yeah, that's a good, that's mean, a good pivot question there.
2: Uh, born and raised California, oh, yeah. where? Northern, Calif- Northern California. Where? Okay. <laughs> in between Sacramento and where? South- Sa- cool California, C O O L.
3: Really? That is what legit. I'm legit. That's what I want to hear. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that's cool. That, yeah that.
2: it is cool. I grew up about twenty minutes from where gold was discovered in Coloma. Oh. Huh. Setter's Mill. Area.
1: Fascinating, fun little fact. Nice yeah. fact.
2: 1,500 people, blinking light, no grocery store, two bars and a deli, gas station.
3: You've been home? When's the last time you was home? I mean, has that thing grown at all or is it still the same? I
2: think we have a grocery store now and a subway.
1: Oh,
3: uh, wow. Well. And
2: I think it's a stoplight, not a blinking light anymore. And
3: when we mean subway, we mean the restaurant, not the underground. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> Yellow
3: Avenue. You know what talking That's, about? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. the sandwich shop. <laughs> not, not that far advanced. We're talking about the sandwich yeah. shop. Yeah, yeah. Chicken fried steak. Because that's what we have out here. The subway is the. Hey, <laughs> these chickens big down here. That's right. That's, <laughs> big that's
2: a big chicken. Well, you can go into
3: some restaurants now and it has chicken fried, chicken, chicken, that, that, that messes everything up. It's either it's just chicken fried steak, man. I know. Chicken I could fried steak. What was yours? Chicken fried steak, and mashed
1: potatoes. <gasps> yeah. What's yours? I go with tacos. Mm. I think I could eat
3: tacos every day. I like Mexican food. God, I had tacos. tacos. It was Taco Tuesday the other day and I had the, the Dorito. I went Taco Bell. You went to Taco Bell? So good. Hey, I
4: still do like a Dorito Dude, Loco Taco Dude, I haven't had Taco, taco Bell, Bell. since so high
3: school. Hey, you
4: know that crazy chicken
3: craving? yeah, right. Huh? I had so I had that crazy chicken craving, and I I went over, and they have a Taco Bell and a Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, together merged. Just
1: merged. They <laughs> <So laughs> call it They call it the Pearly Gate. I mean, <laughs> is that it's called,
3: called the Pearly Gate? If it's not, what it is now. <laughs> Holy shit. There's <laughs> a copyright <permanent laughs> right there. That's damn sure. Hey, we invented that. <laughs> <laughs> we freaking invented that. I think we copyright. should be right, copyright that. Yeah. Copyright, trademark, yeah. yeah. nice work. We got nice a lawyer bro. here. <laughs> freaking under <Pernley> gates. <laughs> no, man. that's God, that's, God, that's tough. You. Not technically, right?
2: Not technically. That's right.
3: pretty tough, man. Anyways, I got sucked in over there. I was heading for the chicken, and I saw the Dorito taco. I Had ne- I never had one. Wow, the when Dorito taco, fresh off the milk. Dude. It's money. they freaking come ah. out of that window, bro. It's real good. I had to buy a box of them. There's a freaking box of them. It's good. You know what I'm talking about? You can get a box of them yeah. suckers. Oh, yeah. I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. And I just, I mean, when you're, when they're fresh out of that window. He intended oh, yeah. to God share with dang. the family, but he did not. <laughs> when it heats up those Doritos chips, that, that when I hit. Hmm. Mm-hmm. ready? Right, we can go over. Right, what'd you call
1: it? <laughs> Pearly Gates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. Oh it's good. Because we get, we get, Mark's and I both, I get an annual
3: craving Kentucky fried chicken. I, mean, I get an insatiable, I gotta have Kentucky stop. fried chicken right now. And I mean a bucket. Yeah. I'll order a bucket of drumsticks <laughs> and I'll wait for them to, you ought to hear it when you order that. Fill that freaking bucket up full of drumsticks. So we don't have that, but I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mouth-watering like something, the moon change kind of appetite. It's the craziest thing. It happens to us once a year. I won't touch (laughs) it. Uh, Ah, we digress. Mm -hmm. Carrie, welcome to Team Never Quit podcast. I'm your host, Morgan, with Marcus
1: Latrella over here. That was a good uh, good one. (laughs) Okay, so so you're from Cool, California. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you do for fun in Cool, California? Surf?
2: No, we're in the, ah, in the mountains, so we're about oh, an hour far, no. and well, like, I, hour and twenty from? minutes to South Lake Tahoe.
1: Oh, how far are you from Santa Cruz?
2: Three and a half no. hours.
3: No. Oh, so you grew up snowboarding? No, I, I love my, my favorite. about St Louis Obispo, <laughs> <laughs> all that all that mountain area up there, I think it's beautiful. It's so beautiful.
2: It really, it was a great place to grow up. I mean, when I say small town, you everybody knew everybody. So mm-hmm. all, I mean, if you were going to. So and so's house, you know, you, the parents would call the parents, knowing that yeah, we, check, right? we, we, what y'all are doing. like country.
3: When you hear California, you don't think you hear SoCal and then the city. That's right. That y'all's area completely gets overlooked, and I don't know how y'all do that. How y'all either hi, keep it hidden or, the, or the, and y'all don't talk about it. But man, it's beautiful. That's good. You know It is.
1: That way, nobody migrates that way. Mm-hmm. What did you do when you were a kid? Sports?
3: I did
2: play volleyball. Mm-hmm. I played volleyball. Yeah. The uh. school thing. Yeah. Doing school, and then club ball, I played a little bit. And then I quit, started making money. Who did you make money? I was a kid, a waitress, and then after I graduated from high school, I went, I got in the car business.
3: In the car business? Mm-hmm. You sold cars?
2: I did not sell cars.
3: <laughs> Wait a minute, I was going to say used. Are you a used car salesman?
2: No, I'm, well, I mean, this is what I joke with people One about, of my favorite right?
3: movies, by no. the way, used cars, by, if you had not seen it, it's Kurt Russell, good job. It's been a while, but it's well, a good movie. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I joke with people all the time. I said, "Wow." I said, "Maybe I'm at, like the absolute sleazeball. ball." I said, "I was in the car business for ten years, and then I decided to go on the other side, and I'm going into the legal services, which like people put in the same category yeah. of like think of like nineteen seventy five like slick back like car dealership. Well, oh yeah. Both and then you've your got with the, then,
3: with the coat and all. The, yeah. yeah. And then
2: you've got the attorneys who get you know the bad rap out there. So I was
1: like, man, maybe I'm just like a what did you do in a car business? If you didn't sell bag. cars,
2: mechanic. Uh, no, no, I mean that would be cool. No, I was in customer relations, and then I got on the like the CRM side. So the, what does that mean? So you guys hate me. So when you buy a car, and then you get all those automatic emails, it's like thank you for coming in. It's now it's time for an oil change. You're at thirty five hundred miles. That's or, you? I set all that stuff up on the back You're end. You're the one. Yeah, yeah, that was me.
4: <laughs> what was <laughs> your first <laughs> first job?
2: First for shoveling shit. Oh, nice! Boom. Did you grow up on a ranch? Uh, well, my mom rode. She rodeoed for years. My mom did, and then oh, um, wait, that
3: changes things. <laughs> talk, talk, you know, so you, you come from a rodeo family? Uh
2: huh. My mom. So my dad's a heavy truck mechanic. He rode dirt bikes and like race cars down on the quarter mile. My mom <clears throat> was a horse lady, and so I got the best of both, world, both worlds. I'm the only child, so my dad was gonna be damned if I didn't know how to like do a break job and my that's mom right. was I forgot like, how
3: lucky Matt was when he freaking got <laughs> you. I forget I forgot all that. Go ahead. That's very kind. That's you're very
2: well. kind of you. It's uh it was very, very handy when um y'all would like you know take off out of town and you know, ten minutes later, as soon as you guys are wheels up, something breaks. I mean uh-huh. that's how it always happens, right? That's it. And you, you get you, you like get wheels down wherever you're going and then there's a voicemail and it's like the the dryer shit the bed. What am I going to do? And you guys are like, "What what could I actually do for you right now?" I'm I'm umpteen hundred miles away. What could I possibly be doing for you right now? It actually that actually happened. The dryer he was gone for probably, I swear, it was like 2 days and I went Found a used dryer, loaded it in the back of the truck by myself, unloaded it out of the truck by myself, got it in the house by myself, realized that the plug wasn't the right kind of plug yeah, on the truck. I, re, I rewired it and then plugged See, it in. now you
3: understand what we do and why we get pissed and how things wind up the way they are. You're like, oh, I can completely understand why that plug is in there like that. I actually <laughs> did that same. I
1: brought a set that I had to same. have, watch your home, and it didn't have the Dude. Wrong adapter on the back.
3: Mm-hmm. The worst is when you tell yourself ahead of time, like, probably, I should probably check that just to make sure. Yeah, you know I mean? but, like, Who You're like,
4: nah, it would be good. Nah, nah, man, it's it's good. good. Same, 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 town. same, Everybody,
3: same, town, yeah. same time. I'm gonna put that out every time. Usually, that first thing that crops in there is the good idea. Mm. That's that's the god wink, right? Like, this is how you do it, and the rest of that stuff is like how we could get it done, and it just folds from there. Yeah, but how'd yeah. you end up in.
1: When did you head down to South Carolina? SoCal. So the South Carolina. So I started, make it, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I started making my way down there. So I started out in the car business in Northern California, um, just outside Sacramento. And then I got a job in San Jose. And I worked there for a little bit. And then um, just moved down to be closer to my mom and grandma. So okay, they so were down there.
3: In relation to San Jose, what are the sizes that when you say those cities in California? Mm-hmm. A lot of people, when you talk about big cities or you say something in California, it's all big. Right. But a lot of those towns are smaller. Yeah. It's like we live around in here. hmm Like the Cypress size, right? Tomball kind of thing? Mm-hmm. All right.
2: Yeah, Northern California, you have a lot of really small towns that, you know. You, you and there's a drive. gap between them. Yeah.
3: Like wood. the further you get up there, the mountains will divide them. It's, it's really cool.
2: Yeah, beautiful. I grew up um, on the American River. So if you needed to go to the grocery store that you couldn't get something in the like little gas station You know, Deli Mart down in the town, which you never knew if it was going to be expired or not. But and you got behind a logging truck. It was 45 minutes. Windy roads. Mm, I mean, cutbacks.
3: I see a lot of us gravitating towards that. That small town, like you better go get the produce from your town, like shop local. If you need something big, quick in a hurry that comes in the catalog, that's fine, right? But I mean, usually everybody in the in the town, there, there's something to that, keeping that going.
2: I like it. It was a good place.
3: So for our listeners out there, Carrie's a
1: a widow, like we said in the intro. But uh, one of our good buddies, Matt, was killed. And so, how did you end up? Because it's got to be a funny story, because He's a different breed of human being altogether. God rest I love you, bro. Um, how'd
3: you guys run into each other? There needs to be a book written about meetup stories. Like, They're all different. They're all great. Yeah, they're good. Right? It's a good
2: one. Um, it actually involves um, a friend of ours who um, I worked with his wife at Auto Trader. So I left the car business, started working for Auto Trader Print
1: the magazine the magazine the magazine Yeah. are you kidding me no i'm serious <laughs>
2: classic i'm serious yeah
1: absolutely this shit hey. made up
3: dude hey look over there like the checklist for, for if a chick <laughs> saying, what do you do for a living i work for auto that trader been, you know i like to work work tinker on the dryer. and that's something brandy brand. should have said you in joe, you in joe dirt right? yeah yeah <laughs> what do you do i work for auto trader <laughs> oh, shit Brandy from joe if in case anybody can't up. see us that's what's happening right here <laughs> The this blonde whole, hair, everything. Sit across. That's right. All your wait, what, wait, 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 wait. What's happening?
1: You Dollar you in me right now? For real?
2: <laughs> so her husband um, was active duty SEAL. And so. Who's that? Uh, Matt Lenig. Really? really? He
3: lives right there. You know, he just moved, I in, he just moved here. <laughs> I know. Okay.
2: <laughs> I know. I know. I can't wait
3: till he starts spreading his wings and getting out and moving around. People are going to love this dude. Yeah. That's okay. That's a real small world right there. Yeah, super
2: small.
1: Didn't know that. Yeah,
2: super small. So um, I was going through a breakup. He told me that he was going to go to Vegas to figure things out. I figured that we were probably done. (laughs) I to mean,
3: to Vegas, you know. to Vegas. It's, a, it's a great place to be. Just in town case town. anybody's <laughs> wondering if, that, if that's the line you get, that's what that means. <laughs> I
2: mean, um, peg, don't go there and work shit out. Shit. No, no. So, out. Um, so I had already made it up in my mind that we were done, and Matt was in town from the East Coast doing some, he was doing stat, static line jump master training school out mm. in El Centro. So he was there for three weeks. And so um, I would planned on laying on the couch for, you know, the whole weekend i didn't have anything to do and um they called that couple called me and they said we're going out there's some guys in town from the east coast let's go and uh i was like no i'm gonna i'm gonna stay home and uh matt got on the phone and he said i'm gonna be at your house in an hour if you're in your pajamas that's what i'm gonna shove you in the back seat of the car and and he would have absolutely done that
1: this was all about this is caressing loving matt mills no. Coaxing.
2: No, Lennox. Oh, I, I had it. Matt, oh, Matt Mills. Yeah, Lennox ah, said, I'm going to shove you in the car. Better. We're going out. So we, uh, we, he shows up. We go out. We go to um, McPee's of all places. i have never been. Never been. Walk in, Ooh, sitting there. We're chatting and uh, get a drink. And this guy comes up and sits next to me, and he's profusely sweating. I mean, sweating? Like, <laughs> I've never seen a human sweat in my life. And I'm like, hi. He's like, hey, I'm, need some water? I'm Matt. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, really nice to meet you. And he goes, really sorry I'm sweating so badly. He's like, I just uh, just got done running on the beach. And I was like, what kind of pickup line is this? But he was dead serious. He had just got run on the beach. And uh, that was how I met Matt Mills. He sat down right next to me. Come to find out later on, don't make me peas. Yeah, I know it.
3: Yeah, know. should have been a Ty- red flag right there. <laughs> <laughs> Typical.
2: <laughs> I'd never been to that place. I, you guys, I didn't know what a Navy SEAL was. Like, I had no idea. Really? I had no idea. Like, I. would met... I mean, I
3: say it that way, but I'm. But I mean, being from California is what I met.
2: Yeah, Northern California. I mean, grew up in an incredibly patriotic family. Like. Stand behind our troops 100%, you know, American flag in the front yard. But I did not know what a Navy seat was. I, mean, I had no idea. I'd met this one gentleman, Matt Linick, and that was all I knew. I didn't know anything about it. So then I'm surrounded by all these guys, and then, you know, that was kind of. He's the kind whole of thing. one
3: to one to know, though. If you, if that could do good, you know, Matt, he's both of us. It was them, a good time. It was a yeah, good yeah, time. Yeah, sure.
2: And so come to find out later on, my Matt, Matt Mills, was there was um, Johnny Foss was there and Matt Mason and both of them were both on extortion mm-hmm. and they were, they were there doing static line to master training school as well. And my Matt had gone up to John Foss and was like, dude, uh, let's rock, paper, scissors to see who can go talk to that chick. <laughs> talking about me. I found this out later. Like, I had no idea.
3: It's really technical that <laughs> goes into all the work we put into. Yeah, to I mean, that I done. guess so.
2: <laughs> and, uh, John Foss, the kind man um, that he was, he declined. And so Matt said, ha-ha, you lose. And then he came down and sat next to me. And that was, that was pretty much it.
1: That was I, it. I, I think you might have been, knowing you, knowing you how I know you, I think you, you landed the right one because Foss, he was such a quiet kid. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> well, when I ended up moving to Virginia Beach, I didn't have a place to live. So I moved in with John, and I was John's roommate. So John and I were roommates. Um,
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's good. How, so how long did you and Millsy date before you guys got married? Got married, yeah. Well, it was
2: just over four years. So we did everything backwards. So, Matt, when I met Matt, he was going through a divorce because he's got two kids from a previous marriage. And so um, we dated for a couple years, found out that I was pregnant. So we did everything backwards, got pregnant. Had the baby, got married in 2011 in February, and then he was killed. So it was, it was four years, four and a half years total.
1: How old was Cash when Matt was? 18 months. Yeah, he's a little bitty guy. Yeah. He's huge, seventh grader now.
2: I know it. I know he's it. He's incredible.
1: So he, tell t- just if you wouldn't mind, here's where here's where your story transitions, right? Because. Um, I mean, 31 men died that day. I just remember being in, in on the East coast and, and seeing, you know, cause our community comes together very well and, and gets around the spouses, but we know, and I went through this with Marcus during Red Wing. It's a very aggressive coming together. And then it is a, and then it is a slow kind of everything goes back, but, and then you're kind of by yourself. Yep true. I remember, I remember hanging around with you and some of the other ladies out there. I remember you talking about putting all this together. Because you started a foundation first, right?
2: I did not. I, I thought I was going to start a foundation first, go 501c3 first. And then I realized that it was better to do it this way. So um, if we're getting into my never quit story. Go for it. It was a, um, it was a solid eight and a half year road that I'm still on. So when um, extortion happened and um, they came and notified, I mean, you're trying to wrap your brain around what actually just happened. I mean, I I try to explain it to people. I'm like, if you could imagine in like one breath how your life changes. Like in one sentence, I went from a wife to a widow to a single parent. Literally, with a knock on a door in one sentence. And you're trying to wrap your brain around that. And they're asking, you know, where's his will? Where's the life insurance policy? Where's all these things? And you're like, "Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Right. Mm -hmm. And so once you kind of get your way, you've got a, a, you know, a casualty team that's helping you along the way, guiding you as much as they possibly can. But in our situation, it was such a huge. Laws so many they were scrambling to find people because I mean, you guys have the ability to write down who can come notify your family to have a familiar face at the door. At three strangers, three strangers at my door in blues. I mean, you know,
1: you yeah, know, probably what's because going. the names that were supposed to notify you were on the bird with him.
2: Correct, that happened in a lot of cases.
3: That was with those two, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So, um, once. I got my bearings. I started talking to other um, surviving spouses. I realized that there really is kind of a missing gap, right? So you can't technically require anyone to have a will. However, they push you guys and they say, you know, go down to the JAG to get your, your documentation, your will. JAG's
1: a military lawyer.
2: Correct. So you go down and you update your information or get your documentation taken care of. But um, what I realized is there is an educational piece that's missing. So it's not just a will that you have. There's other documentation, the power of attorney for your financial power of attorney. There's the medical power of attorney. There's your, you know, directive to physicians to tell them if you take life support or not. And then you've got your guardianship for your kids. And so we don't teach our service members this. And I realized that that should probably change considering the fact that Matt had a will that was written and he had a clause in that will that dedicated, that was 100% dedicated to taking care of his kids from his previous marriage and how he wanted um, the funds or any anything that they received Monetarily f- from his estate to be handled. Well, if you come over here and you come into a supplemental life insurance policy, that's a legal binding contract between a service member and the actual company. <laughs> What he wrote in the will, he was not taught to write that in the, in the language of his, his supplemental life insurance policy. And so that entire clause was null and void. So his wishes did not happen the way he wanted because they had to, go, they had to hold out the contract. So I realized, oh, well, we should probably tell our service members this. This seems like it should be common knowledge and so i said well what 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 would i need to do to do that and i thought you know maybe i'll be a paralegal and i can help and then it just started kind of spiraling because i started talking to other spouses and they didn't know this stuff either and i thought we can't we can't do this we can't have this because it puts more on the person who's home right so the person who's their survivor, we've got to try and figure all this stuff out, and we don't know what it means. And so I started – I was 31. I had a high school education, and my transcript is pretty ugly. I'm pretty sure it doesn't look quite as good as the the 7th graders back there that uh, that that I'm raising. And so um, I started a community college, figured out um, – how to get into the University of Virginia, which if you just do your homework, it's you, you can get there. And so I graduated. I'm ask,
3: is that as hard as everyone thinks? Because there's people who, for whatever reason, especially when they get dealt a bad hand, they're like, I, I can't get out of this. But it's, it's literally, is it just getting up and going over there and asking a question?
2: Asking a question. What do you mean?
3: Like How, to, how, to, how to transition from that moment in your life to, to this. How do you start? I that? think
1: it, to, to his point, when you're dealt, dealt a bad hand, people think, "Well, the college is up here. I have to be. People have to be smart. They have to be driven. They have to be someone that I was not." And so, in in that sense, they kind of walk away from it. Where where we you really? Y'all,
2: yeah, well, that's me. Yeah. I am not the person. I standardized tests are not my forte. They are ugly. Do not give me multiple choice t- test. I will. It's not great. Um, I just, there were days where I did not want to get out of bed. I'll tell you that. Um, What I realized about who I am is I'm a person who does what I say I am going to do. And I told everybody that I was going to solve this problem. And so I have worked for eight and a half years to solve this problem. It, It doesn't have anything to do with me. It has the fact that if I can keep someone from being, or going through, or having to figure out the way that I did, then I, it's worth it to me.
3: Well, that's not figuring it out, that's setting the base. I mean, when we started, look at our generation coming in this. Because we can look back now. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can look back on all that cat. They, they make miniseries out of it now. I don't think anybody ever thinks at all they'll get the knock on the door. I don't know, I don't know. I mean, just how many? Because like, we got hit, man. We get hit like hard. Like y'all got that went from having no background on that and no one even running it to y'all had not only someone trying to figure it out and set the base of it, but you had plenty of plenty of people to do. So I'm I would it. I'm not comparing myself no, to no. anything you go to, but
1: I got the same call. Sure, when they went down, yeah. Right, and then of course they were asking me, "Where's all this shit at?" And I was
3: like,
1: "He's like, well, you're we don't talk his, about you're that. his primary." I was like, "Well, I don't know where
3: he keeps it." Right. Because the married guys are different than when you're not married. The funniest thing anybody would ever witness is when we fill out our wills. Oh, it's single men. Yeah. Oh, As I'm sing, the single you, guys.
2: Oh no no. Matt was married. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what his There list. are some exceptions. <laughs> <laughs> he checked two boxes. One said bury me at Arlington. The other one said bury me in my blues. And then in his handwriting, it said bury me with my flask. Yeah. I'm going. I'm gonna run into him one day. I'm gonna see him. And we're, gonna cha- we're gonna have a little chat. We're gonna have a little chat about mild. that.
3: You got guys who are talking about flaming arrows oh, over burning shit. Oh yeah, Mickey shit. Mouse. Oh, oh, want, it's wanted, so bad.
2: It's so bad. They wanted,
3: the all, the money, of they wanted the all the money. They wanted all the money
1: that that a family receives if, an, if if someone dies in combat. To <laughs> this one guy's like, I want it all spent on a party.
3: Yeah, absolutely. We had one of our guys left. Like, each guy, the, the his, his the money of their buds class, like two dollars and twenty eight cents. That's what I got from him, you know, and then. <laughs> most of these guys died. Like Some of them are like, hey, you gotta haul my ass up to Everest. Yeah. Mine, I wanted to be buried on the on the buds grinder underneath a pair of those feet, <laughs> uh, the frog feet.
2: I mean, it's... When you're single, you don't give
3: a shit. No, and, that, well, and that's <laughs> the care, thing, and that's
2: the thing, too. Because it's cool. Right, it's super cool, and there isn't anybody like regulating that no
3: they're, one, not, no they're not coming no, back no, and be like not, yeah hey. the lawyer's not like are you sure you want to be <laughs> yeah they, they, like, they don't do that <laughs>
1: they're like oh this is hilarious you want to jump you want to push awesome. your casket yeah, out you of everyone plane
3: awesome. I mean,
2: so so it's highly legal to do yeah.
3: half of this stuff anyway
2: right so to go back to what you say about nobody really thinking they ever got that knock on the door i think it was different for me because i came in in 2008 so we people were that's done. early well, I'm well. I'm saying well,
1: she's making, people had already started dying.
2: By the time extortion happened, I had been to more funerals than I had been to weddings and baby showers combined.
3: Oh yeah. Oh well, that's that's we joke that all the time. Y'all realize that's like a sick joke to hey, tell. Hey, the only time I ever see you is a funeral. I mean, I'll like, oh, see you next time someone dies. When was
1: the last time you wore your blues? Yeah, oh, So and So's funeral, and you, or they wedding. were not washed or wedding. Or wedding, right? wedding. Yeah,
3: They're wedding, not right?
1: washed. Let me clarify my point. People besides us mm. that live in this space, like people that are listening to this right now. I mean, I seriously would doubt my neighbors down the street. Got oh, that's everything. a great point.
3: Uh, yeah, that's a great point. We're not you are not even, it, it, not even talking tita. civilians. Got I mean, when people in civilians die. It's horrible. Right. We're we're just if we square it away in the military like you have, it'll it'll trickle out. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Check.
2: I mean, it, even if I wasn't able to. Infiltrate our community. There are three hundred thousand veterans in Houston proper.
3: Is that right? Uh Mm -hmm.
2: Houston alone. That's not talking about anything. That's how big
3: our army is. We have three hundred thousand fools here just meandering around. That's awesome. Isn't that
2: awesome? (laughs) I didn't know that. It's a lot. That's three hundred
1: thousand. And I seriously doubt it. A vast majority of them would probably think about doing doing all this, getting all this teed up.
2: And it's because that. And and tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that the stigma that comes along with estate planning is that people think you have to have a pot full of money in the bank. And that's not it. That's not what it's about at all. It's it's about setting up it's setting up your root legacy. So we need to change we need to change the mindset. So think about yeah. it, think about it this way. We're not talking about dying. We're talking about how we're going to take care of our children. How we're going to take care of our spouses if we're no longer here. Right? Cuz we all hope that we live to 85 and we just, you know, yeah, yeah. die in our sleep. Right, but yeah. that doesn't happen every day. So changing the mindset of what it actually is and how you want how you want your kids. So think about it this way. If if, you know, if I was, you know, if Cash was 18, my son was 18, and I didn't have any of this documentation, he's my, only, he's my only heir. Like, he would become my heir. So anything that I had because he was an adult would become his. Can you imagine an 18-year-old getting everything that you have without yep. setting it up? Guess where it's going to go?
3: Exactly. Oh, sure. Exactly Absolutely. where you Absolutely. think it's going to go. If you want to get rid of it, that's how you set it up anyways. 100%. So
2: huh. if we change the mindset and think, oh, this is actually what we're doing.
3: Yeah, we talked about that too with our with ours. Like, I mean you don't get anything to your ass turns forty. Oh, <laughs> and then and then you then you got to work sure. it. Work it. Work it. There's there's guys. levels. I do
2: too. I have it exactly set like. You that. Know what I'm you talking have about it There's some levels. Yep. You get this. You get this much at this age. This you want to be a real badass?
3: You throw that uniform on for Uncle Sam for a few years, then we'll you know we'll coax you in there a little bit. More. You earn it back. Any any parent who who especially in our generation who has amassed considerable wealth because a lot of them have.
1: Mm.
3: A lot of the military have too. And it's funny, I call this like stunt parents because our kids will do something like, hey, that's good but get out of the way, watch this. It's incredible. And we were joking about it. The the worst thing you can do is give your kid a brand new car, Ferrari, or they need to drive that junker at 16 so they'll have something to build up. If you've got a lot of money, Put it in a weight, and they got to earn that, like with age. Mm -hmm. Don't ever throw an eighteen-year-old. Well, you're seeing what's happening. Oh yeah. When those young kids get the become billionaires, then the concept of money goes away.
2: Well, I mean, it it, and it's not just it's not just children. I mean, look at our our. Like our athletes, you know, you come in, you, you get a signing bonus, you're going, you get picked up by the draft. Oh, don't even you get a, a about, bonus. Yeah, next thing them, you know, sure, you've got a, sure. a blown knee and you're not making $23 million anymore. And what now? Right? So, yeah, th-
3: absolutely, I agree with that 100%. There should be a team step right in on them kids. And be like, hey, poof, this you is you what got you've to got. you college now. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. Because at that age, and I don't care how much they complain at that age, you don't know nothing at that age. Like, but you know enough to get. Spend that money the wrong way. It should right. work for you the minute you get hurt. I, yeah, I completely yeah. agree with that.
2: Yeah. So I worked for eight years to get there. So I did. I graduated from UVA, got myself into law school, went to a teeny tiny little school. Hey, what? Does that feel like what do you get that letter? In the law school? Yeah. Uh, my experience is a little bit different because uh, the uh, multiple choice is not my forte. So I had to take the LSAT twice, right? And, uh, the, the school that I applied to is this tiny little school in the southwestern part of Virginia. And if you guys believe that God has a plan or we do. everything happens for a reason, I'll tell you what, I got one offer and it was from that school and it was the best thing that could happen. Because it was a tiny school and it was just me and Cash there. And that town wrapped themselves around us and they supported me for three years. I mean, they were. I mean, they called Catch the cool. Mayor like
3: Silver Town off of Joe Dirt, man. I'm, <laughs> telling, you. Like some, yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it
2: was the most. I mean, I know Virginia. they exist.
3: I know those towns are there. I know we have them. I'm those telling you. Those little bubble towns that you can't ever find. It's like right off the. You just.
2: I mean, did you found you. one of them? Huh? I did. My graduating class in law school was 55. Nice. Everybody knows everybody. I lived across the Ooh, street from So y'all have you alls own
3: secret society there. <laughs> I mean, you know everybody. I'm joking about that part, but that, that's cool. When you yeah. school like that, that many kids.
2: I mean, you go down to there's one restaurant. There's a Mexican restaurant in town. And you go down there, and your professor's sitting there, and you can have you drink a beer with your professor. You walk. You can literally walk into your professor's office. Your your law professor, which. I mean most people don't even know their professor's name cause in law school cuz they get taught by the assistant. You walk in there and sit down and be like, "I don't get this." And they'll sit down and they walk you through it. Nice. Yeah. But it was it was um overwhelming, right? Like so a little I, bit I, overwhelming when I got that call. Like, oh, you're, okay.
1: in.
3: Oh, yeah. "You're in." All good. You're in. Oh shit, I made it. Now exactly. no, what? Shit. I, I love hearing about those moments for people. Like, when you bust your ass and, and that letter comes in, like, hey, man, you did.
2: I was mowing the lawn. I was mowing the lawn, and my phone rang. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is coming from Grundy. Or Colin told me, I, no, I didn't make it. And they called me, and they said, you're in. You're in.
3: You're
1: a Tillman Scholar, right?
2: I am a Tillman Scholar. I was the first, from what I understand, I was the first widow to be chosen as a Tillman Scholar.
1: That's legit. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Thank you. So you went from high school education, not a good one, to I mean, a widow's... It was a cool one,
2: though. I mean, it was cool. cool yeah. right. It was cool, right? Thank cool, you. legit. I like that. Come good on, pun. you can have it good. right there. Thank you. You're, You're welcome. welcome.
1: To widow, single mom, and now you are a UVA
3: grad, a Juris Doctorate. Yeah, that's armor. All that, uh, that hard stuff in the beginning. That, it's always... You, it, it, you always hear people like, well, you know, this happened
1: to me. I just know everybody's got it in for me. I, I, I'm in my hole. I can't get out. But you're living
3: proof. Have you turned around and look at the stack you have now? Because looking where you started and looking at somebody like you now, like a boss. You can tell by the way y'all walk, man, when y'all come in. It, it's like a train. I'm not kidding. We can spot y'all a mile away. Looking back at yourself, now this is the hardest thing and I We talk about this all the time. I think about him, especially when he messes with me about it. I'm like, man, you know, you look back at them, what we are now and the kid you were, it's an impossible feat, you thought, right? I to, never, get, to get to that, to yeah, step I remember that. the
2: first time I had to write a paper for in UV, at UVA and it, it, the minimum amount was eight pages and I remember sobbing. I remember sobbing like, what? how am I going to write eight pages? Like, eight pages. What am I going to write eight pages on? And I'll tell you what. By the time I was in law school, I I was writing bench memos for a Supreme Court justice in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Reading 180
3: pages. I was going to say, it's funny what you complain about in the beginning. Like, eight. I'm like, man, I would love to have eight pages.
2: I'll tell you what. Videos. I can do that. I can do, yeah, that.
3: Page, yeah. I can do that. 8 I can do
2: that sleeping. I do that on my phone with text messages. If eight That's pages right. showed
3: up, you'd be like... What is, what is this We're, joke? I know I mean, I, it I, is I, wild. You're okay. absolutely
2: right, though, because you turn around and you look, and and sometimes, sometimes I have a really hard time. I, I've I have the, the, uh, the creeping in imposter syndrome.
1: I've got that. You know, I mean, it's not it's not a diagnosable thing, but a lot more people have it than you think.
2: I mean, it's, and that goes back to the Tillman. When I went up to their, they have a summer summit, and when I went there, I mean. You're in rooms with incredible human beings. I mean, people who are just astrophysicists, at Harvard, good? like, and they and they, you know, they're all they're all veterans or veteran spouses. Yeah. And you're just like, what? You know, it's so it's cool overwhelming.
3: Yeah, it's a great crew. <clears throat> it is. We a got great a great crew. crew. Yeah. Like man, when the best part is after when you when we're done and this you get into this part, what everyone got themselves into. You, you, you can't always appreciate that. I just
1: remember, you, you say that about those people in that room, they're looking at you to say the same thing.
2: I know. I, I, you well, know look at, I Look
1: where I'm at now,
3: right? I hear what they say. Yeah. All right? We hear stuff about you all the time. The widows, y'all, y'all, was, I mean, and that's how we refer to y'all. Anytime I, when I'm bringing y'all up, man, or I'll hear something about y'all, y'all's crew, the widows. Y'all are unique in your envelopment. All of y'all were created at one freaking time.
1: I, I mean there's guess, yeah. and there's two
3: groups there's yeah. there's the individual mans but y'all are, there's a pack of y'all all right and I mean when we when you when seeing y'all walk around and when y'all start giggling and then doing whatever it is and create just to see what y'all can build and what you're capable of I mean I hear just kind of when Mel's talking about it, but y'all are something for sure
2: I think for me, one of the biggest things was is matt sent a he said a precedence you know he told me that when he wasn't there I was the family representative he never wanted to, he never wanted to go to work and hear about what's happened at home and our business was our business and he said that and I have really made that a big a big deal I don't have any stories to tell of Matts because they're not my stories to tell. I, I couldn't tell your stories, even though I've been sitting around a table and I've heard them. They are not my stories to tell. And so it's a really big deal for me to 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 still live by that and still be a family representative, right? I still have his last name. I still represent the family. I'm raising a Mills, and it's a big foundation is don't tell. Don't tell a story that's not yours. And so I live by that. And so I'm trying to carry on that legacy, Matt's legacy, and create this next generation of to where we can give back
3: to our community. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's where we're all at. Yeah. I was talking to somebody this morning. He and I we were going back. We was like, it, it's almost as if when we joined, came in, and that, how hard we got hit. As our fraternity is small. And I mean, they hit us with everything they freaking had. And then as we slowly trickulated out, everybody went their own direction. Got real good at stuff. Yeah. Individually. Yeah. And now everyone's kind of working themselves back together. It's like, yeah. hey, we're pulling this thing back together. Every component of it was designed for a reason so we could pass it down.
2: It's like what Morgan said. He's like, on the onset, I mean, everybody, everybody's together, right? Yeah, it's crazy, right? Right. But all those people who are coming together... There's most of them are survivors, so they go back to their families, they go back to their life, they yeah, go right. back to being a Navy SEAL or you know active duty, taking care of taking care of their family. family. Yeah, right, yeah. and doing what they're doing. And then you're there, and you're like, okay, I got to figure out my normal. Mm-hmm. What's my normal, yeah. right? What, what am I doing? So, and then I think that's where that kind of starts pushing me because everybody's finding their own normal, but it really is, you find you find your like kind, yeah.
3: You oh know? yeah, 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 absolutely.
1: You think that is this sometimes a a curse? I know it could sometimes be a blessing, but sometimes it, it could be a curse. Oh. That's um a, be a challenging question to ask. And I'm I'm an out obviously I'm an outsider. Yeah. Um It happens so often to, for all of us, it seems almost as if, like you guys close the doors on on yourselves. No on not 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 on yourselves, but you guys came, you guys huddled in and locked in just and grieved with each other and everybody else that was out here wanted to love on you. I
3: don't know it what to do. I couldn't get in. Yeah, we know, know what to do, man.
2: Y'all, I didn't grieve until about a year and a half ago.
3: Well, there's that.
2: Because I made yeah. it I made it my job. Yeah, I made yeah. it my job to be the family yeah, representative yeah. and then make my own normal.
3: Ch- ch- and yeah, I, man, I was like, y'all have oh, I'm going to give it back. I mean, y'all do that anyways. Yeah. So, I'll if you're, trying, you're telling you to carry on, you're carrying on smartly, and then there's that one gap, and we're kind of that's what it is. We stick around, we're like, it looks like doing good. They're doing good. All right, we're going to step back then. And then there's that. And they're not doing good. They're not doing
1: good. They're not doing good. We missed it.
2: Well, I mean, for me, it was. It was, it was a game change. It was, it was like a game face, game change. What am I doing now? And I just didn't. I just kept getting out of bed every day. That's, that's all I can, one foot in front of the other. And I'll tell you what, I was in law school. You ever want to find yourself, you should go into <laughs> go the work. Appalachian Mountains during oh, COVID yeah, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. in law school. And then, you know, Cash needed, he needed to be in school, but I couldn't be a school teacher, an online school teacher for a fifth grader and be in law school. So he, he came to Houston and was here and went to school. Free state. Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you what I learned more about myself probably in that year. One
3: hundred percent. I was just thinking the same thing in my head. I was like, you know how much I learned about everything during COVID. Everything slowed back down. You you could put it in perspective.
2: I I remember being in the the driveway that I had concrete. It's next to this creek. And it'd be two o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep, and I'd be laying in that driveway, looking up at the stars, thinking, "What the fuck am I doing?" <laughs> Honestly, you know. Yeah. Sorry, uh, grandma. Yeah, sorry, Grandma. Good. She's gonna listen yeah, to this. She, and she gets it.
0: Oh,
2: she yeah, a, get it. <gasps> get it. But just laying there and just thinking, "What am I doing? Like, what have I been doing? What have I been doing?" Who am I doing this for? Why am I doing this? Who are you, meaning myself? Digging to the bottom of those questions is not really all that easy.
1: No,
3: it must have been a phase. We're all I did the same thing. I'm sure
1: you're still digging. Yeah,
2: learned a lot. It's like it's like I came out of that. I got to the end. I got to the my dream point, right? Carrie Mills LLC is created, like websites gone out, ready to go to start helping everybody. But it's like, I did a about face and I'm looking backwards at all that time and like, okay, what are you going to do for you now? Yeah. How are you going to start taking care of yourself?
1: Oh, I was like, a pause like, moment. Yeah, yeah, cause you got to, I, doors kind of op- kept open. I mean, like not doors, kind of paths, mm-hmm. I guess, presented themselves after like grad, after, you know, grad school and so on and so forth. Did you ever look up and say, "All right, I, I got it. This is what I was going for. Now what?"
2: I'm right, I'm there right
1: now. You're doing
3: the now what, or you got something? Yeah, up? so you enjoying I, it though.
2: Yeah, no, no, I am. Because so, there's that
3: so, when you write that out and you finally get to that moment, you can shotgun past it, just keep and keep going, not even realize, man, what you accomplished.
2: Well, I think like the end of the tunnel, you know, you get there, that light keeps getting brighter and brighter. Well, and brighter. Well, that's my point. But it's scarier and scarier and scarier as you get to that moment because you're like, well. Now i now I have to produce, like I said I was going to do this. I've been running this run, and now I got, now I got to do it, now I got to show up. so I'm here, but now I'm looking back at what are you what are you going to do for you? How are you going to take care of yourself? How are you going to better you? you just you just grieved the loss of your husband who's been dead for- ele- it be 11 years in five five days. yeah eleven years, and you you're just now you just last year. Really grieved that loss. So what are you going to do for you now? So I'm I spend a lot of time on that.
1: Something will show up.
3: Don't rush it. Oh man, this comes in phases. That reflection time's important. I mean, you it's like getting dropped into a phase of, like a schoolhouse, a training you didn't even know you were getting into. You just all you had to do was survive. That that's how, that, that was the point. That's, that's what chaos, I mean, it's like that. Just get to this point. Just keep going because every time, it, right at the chaos moment, there'd be one little inkling that would drop in there and be like, that's all I needed was that little clue just to keep going until you get to the point where it's created and then it automatically, life will automatically stop you like that and be like, all right, now do it's want time. Do
1: you think you want to work with the community again or are you just happy kind of down here?
2: I'm trying. I'm trying to work with our community.
1: Somebody asked me that, I'd be like, I'm staying away from that community. I'm just like as far away as possible. <laughs> do um, whatever you want.
2: Yeah, no, I think I think that what will end up happening is um y'all I mean, I'm gonna get my name out there. I'm gonna tell everybody what I'm doing. I'm here. I'm ready. I mean I work for an attorney in in Downtown Houston.
3: I know. That's the best part about it. It's like you live, so we all live, it's not that this is over. When stuff like this, when we switch, it doesn't end. The coolest part about it is most people in Houston now that you really don't have any idea how connected you are, girl. That's pretty cool. When yeah. you, when people find that out, you know, you see one thing, oh, you did this. You're like, yeah. And then they they peer behind the curtain on you and see how where, where, where your blood runs to into this. And then deeper into all of that, that's, that's the stuff we live for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: No, it's just – and I've um, partnered with an attorney in Virginia Beach who um, I trust. He wrote my last will. Um, And I have um, another attorney in Houston who has ties in San Diego. So I – even though I'm not an attorney and I I cannot advise, I can still work with all of those attorneys and I can still get it done. So I think – here in Houston, will be, like I said, there's 300,000 veterans. So not all of them are Navy SEALs or special operators, but that doesn't mean that they don't, they don't need education. So, you know, the, the kind of three part of what I really see myself doing is education for our special operators in our community, if, if they'll have me, right? Mm-hmm. They have to say yes. They have to say yes to let me come in because they already have people who can do it. They have JAG. They have the they have the jag and they have the paralegals on base that can help them. But let me come in and tell my story.
3: A little, a little different coming at it from the the angle you that you have.
2: Well, you know. So hopefully hopefully that can work. There's um, a difference
3: between volunteering for it going and then you're you're just getting molded into it. Oh yeah, for, absolutely. That's completely yeah. Uh,
2: it, it, it yeah, it's uh it's it's like when I went into the bank. I wasn't on any of Matt's bank accounts. I went in the bank and they were like Miss Mills. Are you telling me that uh, Mr. Mills is no longer living? I said that's correct. I said we're gonna have to we're gonna have to freeze the accounts. I said excuse me. I said that's where our mortgage comes from. Like that's I'm I'm I work I work at a little place for thirteen dollars an hour and I I bartend on the weekends. Like what do you mean? What do you mean I can't get to that money? You know this is stuff that all needs to be taught. They'll freeze it until it goes through probate.
3: I was talking to some guys the other day, and they're almost, all, they should, should be, uh, like when we sign in for four years, when we're up for four years, some guys, there ought to be, when, you get, when you're getting out, you have to sign up for, there's a two year or a three year, whatever it is, to teach you how to get out. So there's no transition, really. Yeah. You're protected till you get on your feet and, and, and you go.
2: Yeah. Not only for you guys, but it should be for the spouses, too. I mean, it's. That's a, what I'm
3: talking about. Oh. 100%. <laughs> Both sides. Well, reg- regardless. If you're, you're married, especially if you're married. I mean, it, you can't just turn them loose like that because there's a huge, there's, there's something in there that you're removing. That military thing—that's a, a, safe. That's not just a safety blanket. That's a safety way of life, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can still communicate with everybody, but it just it's not the same.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, and then the the last part is, you know, I like telling my story. I like I like sharing my story. Hopefully, somebody can can see that, you know. A, little a girl from cool California 1500 people can you know who's dealt you know a a, car, a a hand of cards that probably weren't all that favorable but man I'll tell you what I bluffed for a long time I <laughs> pretended I put on that game face and you you play like you're just hoping for the river to run and and hopefully hopefully somebody else will,
3: will, will do the same there oh, you go man that's what you got to say that otherwise people think you're born with it that's the hardest thing is people look at the examples and they're like, huh, how do you do that? Because for me, that would be impossible. Well, I mean it's possible for everybody to get your ass out there and do it? Some people. If you
2: know. I can do it, anybody can do it. I'll tell you that. If I could do it at 29 years old with the 18-month-old baby, anybody can do it. You gotta, you, there's, if there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. I mean, honestly.
1: Well, we love you. Yeah, love you.
4: Carrie, do you have a website yet that people can that can find I you do. on? I do. Perfect. It's
2: um, Carrie Mills Estates, E S T A T E S, dot com. And you could send me any kind of question that you have. If it involves advising you, I'll punch you to the attorney or get you an answer. But it's info at Carrie Mills Estates dot com. And um, I'll happy to um, answer any questions. I'll come tell my story, um, do lunch and learns. I mean, just. Just get the word out there, really. Just still putting that one foot in front of the other.
1: Every day. Every
2: day.
4: How about social media? You on social media?
2: Um, I have a LinkedIn. You can just find me at Carrie Mills on my LinkedIn. Um, And uh, we're starting, you know, this is day four of my website being launched. So it was like perfect timing.